program is for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Welcome along to another Sunday edition of the Weekend Edition, uh, which is going back to one episode of the weekend. Boo! <laughs> Yay! Insert your feelings here. Um, so listen, we've got who we've we got with us. Well, no Sean this week. I know that much. No Sean, sadly. <laughs> Sean was he wanted to be here this week because he had family. He'd rather be with family. But Sally's here. Oi oi, cabbers! How's it going? Hey. Lord love a duck and all that. <laughs> <laughs> if you understood any of that, do email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Um, we've also got Tim from America. Hello, 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 Stephen. Hello, Sally. So I, I have a question, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have many questions. I have many. I, have, well, I, have, I, mean, I too have many questions, but I please. I have many, many questions. One, one because I'm just curious, and two, to, to, to stall for, for your, your next person. But um, So my question <laughs> oh, is- back. I mean, that was hope. That was hope. That's what that was. Oh, he's Robin. I wish I could sing like that. <laughs> Wait, what, Mia? <laughs> I wish my mic could cope with that. <laughs> that wow. one's doing pretty well. That MacBook Air mic is pretty decent. That's yeah, thanks for the computer, Stephen. Thanks. Yeah, well sure. I have to say the computer is much better than the mic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the computer is much better than the singer. <laughs> Oh. Depends how you look at it. Uh, wow. Sorry, Robin. Yeah, sorry, Tim. You're going to say you have questions. Yeah, I, I have. Qu- my, my question is: I keep meaning to ask this. At the beginning of every program, we, we we hear the tune. This this program is for mature audiences only. Yes. Yes. No reference to the hosts. <laughs> no. The, the the maybe that was more of a statement than childish. a question. I'm not yeah, sure. I think that was rhetorical. That one. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it was. It no, just, I agree. You know, this is not for mature okay. hosts, but it's certainly oh, for mature audiences. Yes. Oh, okay. Just one of the. But then sure. it says, "Have your fake ID ready." This so is that's true. implying that the true. audiences are not mature either. So oh, if you've true. listened, well, here's the thing, right? I know that that intro these days that could get you into serious <laughs> trouble, right? Because the, the Wookies will all get upset. They'll all start. Is, what is it? In, what, what's that show? What's that thing again? What's the one where it goes? What's Star Wars? Yeah, that sounds like a Wookie. Well, that's what I'm going to call the Wookies from now. I'm going to. The Wookiees. Oh, oh. But he's, he's, I think he's trying to do home improvement. <laughs> he's, oh. trying to do, he's trying to pretend that he's watched Star Wars, but he hasn't watched I don't, I don't it. I've heard the noise, but I can't oh, make the noise. <laughs> it's more of an O, isn't it? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I can't do that. We're talking about Chewbacca, the Wookiee. <laughs> I, I, Hi, <laughs> I mean, yesterday we were talking about, you know, being trainee Sensible adults. Um, so I think there are question marks all around, really. Oh, yeah, I think well, yeah this is yeah. definitely true. Yeah, we're, we all need a little bit of uh, adulting training. Yes. Oh, definitely, definitely. Shall we? Um, oh, that's the ending. I don't want the ending. We're not finished oh, yet. Goodbye. Wow, that was quick. Is this what we want? I'm hopeless at my job. Hooray! We get email. We get, get your email every day. day. I'm a sick singing. I we love Oh, has the dog been sick? I'm loving this. It's totally out of time. It's upsetting my sensibilities. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, we'll stop that. Okay, um, so, to your emails. <laughs> I can only handle one of those a week, Female, honestly. we've got we females. females. Well, we've we got one females female every on week. Show. No, only once a week. Yeah, uh, exactly, only once a week. <laughs> who, who wants me to be more, you know? Who wants more Sal? Hey, oh, please. I, I want, everyone wants more Sal, everyone. but you're only able once a week. I know, it's difficult. So I'm sorry, we'd have to get another female and then there'd be competition and then you'd all start shouting at each other. I can cope with that. I can move over gracefully. And we have had requests for Sarah to come back. I think you and Sarah should do a... um, Your own show. Yeah. Rogue Um, show. (laughs) Thanks, Stephen. Right. I I still think that Sally should host a show with our three spouses. She should host and and the three of our lovely ladies should be on with her. Oh, that'd be that, would be, that would be hilarious. Would Judith they all want would never to? Come on. Well, I was going to say, would might... Judith do that? Because <laughs> my spouse certainly. I don't think Robin's wouldn't. wife and, and my wife would be like, she'd love to do it, but she'd be like, I like my job though, and I kind of want to keep it. So <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, then it's Sal. It's you and my wife. Jennifer will do it. So oh, right, you, and Sa- it. you and Sarah. Sal, that'd be Sarah would be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it would. It would have to. It would, it would definitely. Birds talk rubbish. It would definitely need this. <laughs> But then, but then stop it before... Yeah, yeah. Stop it there. Yeah, stop yes, it there. Yes, yes. You'd yep, have to flag exactly. that one as explicit yeah, on, on Apple NSFW Music. or NSFK that would be a definite, or whatever it is. That little yeah. E on the, the iTunes thing, you know, you'd be yep. explicit. Uh, okay, let's get to some of these emails then. So travelling was a big theme for Sean and I, and a lot of people have been emailing in. And this kind of ties mm-hmm. into a lot of the chat we had last week around white canes, Robin. Oh, yes. Um, But we'll get to all that. There's a lot of feedback following that. Um, Anyway, hi, Stephen. Enjoyed your discussion on travelling. You mentioned the National Entitlement Card for free travel in Scotland. I love Scotland. Um, That's not the the, the point of view here of the writer, Carol. That's my view. But um, maybe she does love Scotland. I don't know. But uh, she says, I agree with your comments about no first-class access. The other annoying aspect is that it's not possible to actually book a seat using the Trainline app. Or any other means, if you're going to use the card, you just have to turn up and wing it. That's so true. You can't book a car. I can't book a uh, trip on one of these trains. You can book assistance, but that doesn't guarantee your seat. Well, hang so on a minute. A you can't book the. You can't book the seat with the card. No, because you can't well, book a ticket. Cause you're not buying a ticket. Oh, yeah, but you can. Um, hmm. Yeah, but hang on a minute. It's not supposed to apply to the whole of Scotland, is it? No, oh, no, sorry, well, the, it does. It's only yeah. supposed to apply to your small area, in which case you'd never book a seat anyway. Oh, no, you can use the, the train uh, card that you can use anywhere in Scotland on any that, Apparently that's not the case. Apparently that isn't the case. No, I think, you can I only think use you might, it in Strathclyde. I think, I think you might be getting mixed up with the companion no, aspect. No, I'm not getting mi- oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm not mixed up. Trust me. You can't get, apparently you can't. Well, I I've, have. On the website. I've used it all over Scotland. So have I. They just let you. <laughs> but it is a Scottish entitlement card. It's foreign. It's it not is, for but for Swan, the buses, you can use it anywhere. But apparently for the trains, you can't. I've been told this in good authority by lots of people on the train staff. But That's news I, again, to me. yeah, I know. Me too. Because I, I, I mean, I, I know there's been an issue around companion cards. So yes, the companion definitely. cards, the companion, if you have someone with right. you, that only applies within the region you're in. So Strathclyde, in our case. Oh, I'm um, going to go and look this up now. So but, you could be right, But if you're right, travelling, you can but, go anywhere. You just, you're, you're, but beyond that, you have to... I'm going to have to Google this Maybe now. they're just like, taking sure pity upon right you now. and being kind. Well, maybe that's what it is, oh, wait, yeah. This is Scotland, though. It is, it is Scotland. So there's also the chance that's not the case. Now, now, emailers, I can involved. say that. I have known Stephen for a long time. I'm allowed to say that. Thank you. Send you are an honorary Scott. Oh, that's You're all honorary Scots. Apart from Robin. 
because he's English. I'm only kidding, Robin. Jennifer that's a joke. Me. He's laid of all these guys now. Hi. You know, my wife told me the other night that it's, it's one of her dreams to Wolfie. visit Scotland. So we, there you we, go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I did the Going back thing. to door detection of trains, I'm always <laughs> going to go with the chappy or chappess to take me because chances are wow. if it's busy, they'll put you in first class anyway. Well, that's true. That has happened. But, you know, why take the risk? I just want to be in first class. And, you know, I kind of want to, in Scotland especially, because we don't have the option to go straight to first class, you know, and, and essentially upgrade our cards without basically buying a whole new ticket, um, which you could argue, I mean, and I have Oh, come on. I mean, do we really expect to go to first class for free? Well, no, I don't know. I know that's my point, though. I don't expect to go to first class for free. I'm happy to pay because that's my point. I want to be in there like everybody else. If I travel to, as I did last, was it week, last year, last week, um, or last week before, whatever the hell it was, going to London, I traveled first class and I paid my ticket. And I have to say, the disabled rail card in this country that gives you the uh, third the off third the rail off. fare, yeah. that kind of makes it possible, right? Because... When you think about it, you're sitting there, you get the tea and coffee brought to you. You don't have to get up. And I used to have to do it, navigate my way through the train with a cup of coffee and a cane, hoping to God the train didn't jut, you know, judder at one point and then someone ends up covered in coffee. Not the best way to spend a day, um, I've heard. But uh, Oh, you don't know. get me started on you spilling coffee in your stories. <laughs> exactly. Your stories of spills. Steven. They are legendary, I think. Um, I've done quite uh, a few wow. of these, knocking other people's mm. coffees out their hands as well. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I ever told the full story about that. Maybe I will one day, but, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's definitely one for maybe for the Sally session that we do um, another time. S- Sally's Sunday sessions. Sally's Sunday sessions. Oh. That's going out on Saturday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a Sunday Hammer House of Horror movie. Sal. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of my life. Actually, I think that's pretty much sums it up. Uh, anyway, uh, as Carol says, um, by the way, if you're headed to London or anywhere else south of the border from Scotland, remember you can get the leg of the journey to Carlisle, West Coast, or Berwick, yeah. East Coast, for free. That's what I, I do do that too. I forgot about that. But again, in first class, that wouldn't apply, right? Because first class would be an upgrade, and so you'd have to buy two different tickets, and it gets a bit messy. So if you're in standard class, it's fine, because you can just go standard class to Carlisle for free, or Berwick, as, as, yeah. as they say, do the East first Coast, leg but... of the trip for free, and then upgrade the next yeah, trip. Exactly, yeah, pay yeah. for the next bit. Train prices are weird. If you sat first class from, say, where I leave, Motherwell, in Scotland, because that's the first station out of Glasgow, and it's near me. So I go mm-hmm. to, to Motherwell Station, and I get my train from there to London. That is, that part from Motherwell to Carlisle wouldn't be free on first class, because it's first class. So you have to pay for that. Now, granted, yeah, you could the chances are nobody would bother. Yeah, exactly. But, and also, there's no guarantee the seat would be available, because they are reserved seats. Anyway, that's aside. Um uh, What is Carol saying? Yeah, you just have to buy a ticket from those two stations south. So it makes a useful saving. If a bit of hassle, but the only thing you have to think about with that is, as I learned at the hardware the first time, is if you're buying a train ticket, you've obviously figured out what time the train leaves Carlisle, but remember that's not the time the train leaves Glasgow. I know, you do have to do that. <laughs> you've got to do all the backwards thing, and it's like, so if that train leaves Carlisle, it's like one of those uh, maths things, isn't it? If a train leaves Carlisle at 10 a.m., <laughs> what time does it leave Glasgow? Yeah. I tend to book my assistants first in this instance. I know it's a bit mm. weird, no, but so good. then I, then it gives you the um the whole the holistic view. You know, it gives you the whole picture, yeah. and then and then you book your second leg of the journey from that information. If that makes sense. If you want to make someone at a train network's uh, day harder, then call up and ask those questions. So I'm leaving Carlisle at ten o'clock because that's where my ticket's from. But uh, I'd like you to tell me when I leave from Glasgow. Uh, what? <laughs> 
and then at have what to go point will they collide in the middle? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which point are these? Tra- you, you know, you just imagine that you've missed the train and you end up because mm. it's so confusing on our railways. You've got advanced tickets and you've got tickets for specific Ugh. journeys and open returns. And were you saying, Robin, one of our WhatsApp messages that? You noticed a journey from Scotland to London was like considerably cheaper than from Half somewhere in England. Half the price of Manchester to London. That's ridiculous. Now, that might have just been those two services because they were leaving, you know, I was kind of looking at the same sort of time of day. I have no idea. And, you know, you'd think that a, a shorter journey would always be cheaper, but absolutely not. It varies from the time of the day. It varies on the um, provider, what you might call it. Um, but yeah, so it's just totally random and you can uh, go to places where you can look for the, the cheapest travel. There's a really good, actually, I don't know, I haven't opened it up recently, but hopefully it still works, called Red Spotted Hanky, Skill on the A-Lady. And oh. that will give you the cheapest fares <laughs> as well. So Thank you. for any given journey. It's so British, awesome. honestly. Is it tied around Paddington's neck? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that's some um, Piss in Boots, I think, isn't it? Or um, what's his name? Obviously, now you lost me. I know Paddington, as far as it goes. Yeah, I don't know. Stephen, I, I think you're right. Well, I've just Googled everything about this national entitlement card. And I think you're right that actually only it's only the companion that has an issue, that it only applies within your local region. Whereas you as a traveller, if you're on your own, you can get free travel anywhere in Scotland. And, and you can get it on ferries as well. Yeah, well, that was because when my wife and I went on honeymoon, we literally, our entire trip from Glasgow to, uh, where did we go? Orkney Islands and back cost us 50p. The entire that's, that's a Scottish amazing. travel budget if ever I had one. But yeah, I'm glad you remembered <laughs> where you went on your honeymoon. That's like a Scottish wedding budget. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't far off. But yeah, um, we uh, we got fifty pence ago. and the fifty p really irked me. Actually, it really annoyed me that I had to pay the fifty p. And the only reason we had to pay it was because the journey back from Inverness to Glasgow, you had to book the bus because it was. I don't know if you've heard of the service CityLink Gold. <laughs> which basically means you get a cup of tea and a, and a sandwich that fits in the palm of your hand. You could actually probably fit it in your earlobe. Um, but oh, yeah, you get a sandwich oh, and a else coffee. else is a normal sandwich, yeah? But for you, uh, well, yeah. it's a tiny But I will sandwich. say that 50p to book it. And then I get on the thing, and I swear to God, it was like Heidi High on there. This guy comes over and he's like, cup of tea! And then he proceeds to, you know, everyone else is like, you want a cup of tea? You want a cup of tea? Yeah, would you like milk sugar? He gets to me and he's like, do you want sugar in your tea? Well, I pour it for you. And oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but in fairness, it was maybe not a bad idea because it was a bumpy bus. And well, exactly, um, it's moving you know. around and just let them do it. Just exactly. let them do it. They like Sometimes it. you just got to let, 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 let it go. People love rescuing, you know. It's just yeah. let them occasionally. There are times when you can just go, go on, go on then. Get, yeah, go on, do it. But the rest of the time, like, get lost, get out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. Were well, you not just so blissfully in love that all of this stuff kind of just washed off like a water off a duck's back? Have we met? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to ask Marie. Yeah. Oh, she, I mean, yeah, it's Marie and I have known each other since we were 12 years old. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think she's sick of me by now. Even on the wedding day, she was probably like, do you know what? Let's get this over with. Um, but no, it was, it was a great trip. We had a lovely time, actually. First time I was ever in a hot tub. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything to anybody. But Already then. So, emails? Um... Emails. Uh, yeah, let's get to Grandpa Peter, who's been in touch. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and Robin. It's Peter in Robin Hood County. Hoping you're well. I found yesterday's show quite interesting about travelling as a blind person. Uh, I'm blind, obviously, and Elaine is partially sighted. And in the 90s, for the most part, and some of the noughties, we used to travel up to 
Edinburgh to see Elaine's sister. We used to go from Derby to Edinburgh via cross-country train service. Other services are available. Reason being that Nottingham had a bit of a reputation for not being very good with assistance. Uh-oh. I've heard this. Used to walk down to the assistance desk, which was right on the path into the station. So you'd walk down the slope and you would come to the assistance desk straight away and you'd tell them what time your train was and give them any references that they needed. And they would sit you there by the desk. And then when the train was due to come in, they'd take you down to the platform and they would physically put you on the train, take you to your seats, etc. And if anyone was there, obviously they'd ask them to move. We always travelled first class because I needed the leg room and Elaine also needed the leg room. So it was a more comfortable journey anyway. And you got free tea and coffee and snacks. In those days, the app wasn't there. You had to ring the service provided by Cross Country, which I think then was run by Virgin. And they gave you a reference number and the assistance was all worked out. When you got to Edinburgh Station, you were taken to the office and then they would phone a taxi for you and the taxi would come and collect you. The driver would come in, collect you, take you to where you needed to go because we used to rent a flat in the Newtown area. And we went to the best Italian restaurant, Edinburgh House, which is on Dundas Street, on your right-hand side as you go down. It's called Bar Napoli. Just a few thoughts there. Been there. Thank you for interesting shows, as usual. I enjoy them all. I've caught up and <laughs> look forward to the next 100 programmes and oh, beyond. Yeah. And if you're playing music for everybody, mine, as always, is Teenage Kicks by The Undertones. <laughs> Never lets me <laughs> down. So Take care, guys. Oh, nice choice. From Pete in Robinhood County. Thank you, Pete. That was nice. great. Yeah, that's well, a nice oh. story. I, like I actually that. saw the undertones live once. Did you? Ooh. My ears have never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit rocky for me. I prefer a bit of you know guitar and country music. You know, three chords and a <laughs> three chords three and, chords the and truth. a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just me. Uh, yeah, we get lots of emails in um, uh, about this topic of travelling, um, and, and Peter brings up some really good points about the, the travelling. I will say, I'll be trying out that Italian restaurant next time. In it is really good. I've been in there. And the wine is lovely. All the puddings, everything. Except I can't have puddings anymore. But well, it is can. really lovely. You can have puddings. You're choosing not to have puddings. Yeah, but if I don't choose not to, then I'm going to end up about 50 stone. <laughs> but well, you're gen- not going to end up 50 stone. You're nowhere near 50 stone. Sorry, so 49. That. Okay. Um, that's anyway, more, that's more sensible. So, but talking about the, the, um, the train assistance and stuff, I don't think a lot's changed apart from... That the way that you book it, right? I mean, it's yeah. still you still have the same. Can I just uh, say, I, my my trip to London was brilliant. I had no issues at all, and I I don't know if it's because you're dealing with national services and it's different when you travel national to local services. Because I know lots of people have issues with travelling nationally, and I know uh, nationally and locally, right? I know there's issues, but I I never have a well, haven't had much of a problem. I can't say it's it's a. I, I can't really come up. With, well, I don't. I haven't travelled a lot recently, obviously, right? Before, Prior to 2019, uh, certainly 2017 and 18, I was travelling a lot. I mean, I was down in London 
Tim, you know, because I tried to yep. talk to you via, what was it Zello or something at that time we were using? Zello, Zoom. Yeah, something like that. And we you tried were, to talk were, uh, and I went on a train and I'm like, ah, it's out, I'm gone. Where'd he go? He's gone. <laughs> He's gone again. <laughs> so often. Stephen, I still come have that back. problem on the train. Like, it wasn't even a tunnel. It was just like, you know, a field, a cow standing in it. And obviously there's no need to give that cow 4G, you know, coverage. How far away was the cow? No. Anyway. It was very small. Very small. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> That's that's what you call an in-joke in our world. That is an in-joke, yes. That is, yeah. Well, if you've watched Father Ted, you'll know what I'm talking about, in which case that'll make sense yes. to people. Um, so, uh, who else has been in touch? Uh, this is Hamish, who writes in. He says, firstly, love the show and all the great bands who you have while occasionally doing some great tech stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm originally from the UK, but I've been living in Australia for nearly 25 years, so regularly head back to the old country to catch up with mates from uni and family. I am totally blind, and I just love the fun and games that is travel. So after a recent trip back to the UK and my use of the train line app and the passenger assistance, I can report the following. My first hurdle was the short four-hour journey from Melbourne to Darwin, and then a direct flight from Darwin, which was just shy of 18 hours, which is a long time to be stuck in a big tube. Wow, yeah. No kidding. I did the Las Vegas, and that was 14 hours? Oh, man. That was, that was, that was tough. That I'm was terrified tough. of flying. I really ugh, I need you? to get drunk before I go on the plane. Honestly, yeah. I don't care about flying. It doesn't bother me. I think if the plane's going to go down, what can I do about it? There's, but there's no rationality behind it. Like, literally, it starts taking off and my tummy just goes, and I, just, I go into, like, exorcist pose and I can't move. I kind of have this idea in my head that I would try my best to keep the plane up. You know, if the pilot just went, and that was it, and then I'm, like, I'm the only one that's going to take control, I'll do my best. But we'll probably <laughs> still plummet to the ground. At least I'll be busy. <laughs> I'll keep my mind off. You have something to do. I'm surprised you can do it by, you know, Bluetooth or something from your iPhone, you know? That's right. Well, you know, I, I had a go at Flight Simulator once. It can't be that hard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's easy, right? These things fly themselves, right? You just push a button. Just press the auto <laughs> button. Get be my eyes. <laughs> Ira, come on, Where, Ira. Where's the Era. auto button? Where's the autopilot button? <laughs> you know that Everything our two pilots just says and they're not down. allowed to have the same meal. You know, there's usually a choice of meals, aren't there, on a flight? Yes. And the pilots aren't allowed to choose the same one. In case the whole really? batch has been, it, you know, has wow, gone off. In case of poisoning, food poisoning. So. Yeah. Wow, They've got to I didn't know that. Yeah, there are two of them. I think on long haul <laughs> flights, It's not just the pilots, though, is it? It's the engines or what if there's a threat from elsewhere, you <laughs> oh, know? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, what, 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 but you so don't what? think about that. It's just this, it's much if more knew, primal than that. If you knew how many times planes hit or were hit by something in the air, first of all, you don't want to know. No. Um, <laughs> When you think about Bug what strikes. that could be, but yes, or thunders, stri- you know, yeah, lightning strikes or things like that. Um, you don't want to know, but the number of times it happens is way more than you'd ever even think. Of so, I remember yeah. going to New York and my wife is terrified of flying, right? So she will be totally in sympathy with you, Sal. Mm. And she's terrified and the plane lifts off. And the first thing, as a plane lifts off, we just hear this bang. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And even I was thinking, hmm, that's... And of course, I'm trying to say, oh, it's fine. What happens, right? These things fly all the time. And probably talking about problems. <laughs> and I'm going to find, bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop <Right>? praying. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're all going to die. And then it was like, right, no, it's fine. It's fine. And the next minute, I could hear laughing. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's odd. Oh, so we, we get we get up, the, the plane gets up, and then it levels out. And at that point, you know, the, the stewards and stewardesses, they're able to walk around. And uh, they get around first. And I could just hear all this laughter. And then I, as the woman or guy or it was walking by, I remember shouting, can I just ask, what was that noise? Was- and someone, for a joke, had put all the toilet seats up. And what? when the plane lifted, all when the toilet seats fell down. Oh, no. And that was it. That was the reason that it was a, such a kind of brilliant. all-round bang. Oh, oh it was so funny. 
Oh, oh funny, you, funny then, you know, not, not yeah, so exactly, funny not like funny an engine's fallen off funny, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we've got three more, you know, it wasn't like that. It was, um, you know. <laughs> but it is funny wow. how whenever you say that you've got a phobia of flying, people try and rationalise with you. You know how many planes take off? And it's like your body doesn't know that. Your body no, thinks there's a tiger coming to get you and you're going to die. Right. No, that's true. So, you know, try telling your inner chimp that there is a, uh, there's, there's no threat because it doesn't listen. It does not listen. I can't wait for the self Sunday sessions, can Sorry, you? Sal. Sorry. She's supposed um, to be helping us. What's good, going on here? you should be yeah, sorry. Anyway, All of you, lie down. I shall as Hamish says, after a couple of you. days in leafy Surrey, <laughs> I embarked on my eight-day trip that took me up to Manchester, across the Southport, down to Portsmouth, and then back to London. I managed to book all of my tickets using the Trainline app, and apart from the extortionate prices, the app is pretty good, <laughs> apart from trying to scroll through all the potential train times. The focus is dodgy, and it jumps around it a is. bit. But obviously, as I made all my destinations, it is possible. The passenger assistance app is also brilliant. And with a bit of fake address, I had an account and could easily book help for all my journeys. Uh, the assistance people were awesome and were always expecting me and got me on all the trains with no problem, apart from one from Stockton, uh, Stockport to Southport, which was cancelled. Fortunately, I was rescued from the four degrees centigrade and taken into the office where I was given a lovely cup of tea and a biscuit. Mm, nice. Uh, so fantastic service all round. I think, um, yeah, I think round of applause for the uh, team at, uh, if I can find it. There it is. Yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> four degrees, that's balmy, that is. I was thinking that, yeah, Scotland, that's, that's t-shirt weather, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. People are going to have their shorts and t-shirts on outside. Uh, he was on, that in Glasgow? Uh, uh, bear in mind, Glasgow. he's coming from Australia, exactly. so come on. He's he's accustomed right. now to a whole new level. Like, if it's 25 degrees, they are running indoors. <laughs> I actually chatted to him the other day, um, and he he slipped a little blind eye blind, uh, what do we call it? What do you call it? What's this show called again? Blind Guy Talks Tech. He slipped that's a little Blind Guy Talks Tech wow. quote into the conversation. I thought oh. he's listened to it. So, yeah, thanks, Hamish. Well, there you go. Well, he says, after my short, sharp race around England, all I had to look forward to uh, was recovering from my hangover and the 24 hours of travel back to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, God, 24 yeah, hours absolutely. of travel with a hangover. Ooh. Oh, yeah, no, th- I-, I could tell you a story about that, but I won't. Um, well, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe tell you a minute. The apps made life really easy and the Apple Wallet integration made tickets a cinch. It really does, actually. That, oh, that's Apple brilliant. Wallet's the best. Isn't it? Um, and oh, with the yeah. great passenger assistance app, uh, and help. It was re- a really enjoyable trip and it was great meeting some characters who were taking me to and from the trains. The apps worked beautifully and I had an awesome and a- accessible trip, which is far better than some of the horror stories I could tell you from previous trips home. Take care, you guys. Keep up the great work. Cheers from Hamish. P.S. He says, excuse any typos I have banged this out on my iPhone on a train here in Melbourne after listening to your fears about your wee trip down to London. <laughs> so there you go. Brilliant. Yeah, quite a different trip, I will say. I mean, I'm going on, so we're off to Canada, and uh, for, for Sean, he travels back early. So he, we travelled out together, but he comes back separately to me. Uh, so we're heading out. It's three, yeah, and it's shocking, isn't it? So much so, Sorry, so much that was my deodorant can on my dressing table. I thought a teapot had fallen for some reason. It just sounded like a teapot to me. I knew it was going to be Sally or, 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 or Robin in this one, because I thought that's a very English-sounding teapot or biscuit tin, which would have been... No, it was actually a deodorant can. I'm sorry, so I'm not very professional. You can't get the staff these days. Do you, do you use your own deodorant or your partner's deodorant? Oh, no, not, not my partner's. That's disgusting. No, so is that I just a man thing? Guys, come on. Strong enough again. for a man, but made for a woman. I use my own. What are you talking about? I use my wife's. That would what? smell womanly. I, I don't care. No. I, I'm I'm metrosexual. I've used subways. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Embrace your inner woman. Uh, any wow. excuse to get that joke in. I've been waiting to get that one in for a while. Um, wow. Anyway, carry on. 
Yeah, what was the thing? So, yes. Get on with it. Uh, I know everyone shouts that, don't they? Uh, Tyler writes in regarding taxis. Good day, fine gentleman and woman. He didn't say that, but I added that in. Um, I couldn't help that. See, I'm inclusive here, Sal. I'm inclusive. Mm -hmm. That's two messages we've had not inclusive today. I know, it's disgraceful. Um, I'm just the, you know, the voice. Well, uh, this Mm. is regarding the chat again on on travel. So I don't know how much of this we had on Weekend Edition. I can't honestly remember. Um, But uh, Tyler says, I couldn't help but to hearing your discussion about going to London, about the ups and downs of transportation accessibility and who is and isn't willing to go out of their way to help. The word taxi interests me. I live in the United States of America. United States of America. I've heard of that place. (laughs) It's quite nice, isn't it? and Parts. If, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyler was wondering if Uber and Lyft aren't as common in England and Scotland. Not to say that there aren't taxi cabs in the area of the country where I live, but by far the most popular mode of transport here has become Uber, uh, says Tyler. Best regards. Well, the short answer to that is yes, they are prevalent. Uh, not so much Lyft, I don't think. We don't but have Uber Lyft, do we? Is. Yeah, I don't know if we is have Lyft a thing all. in England or uh, no. where you are, Robin? I think so, but not oh. nearly as uh, broad. See, I do know it is, they do have a presence over there, but it's definitely not as much as Uber. And over here, it's pretty much both. Uh, Just depends on the city you're in, the the size of the city. But we always look, whenever my wife and I go out of town, we actually will open up both apps and compare because sometimes the prices can be very similar and sometimes the prices can be drastically different. Mm. Um, Traditionally, Lyft has been lesser expensive, but our last trip, actually, um, a couple of times Uber was was less expensive. So it just depends. It's funny, actually. I've not been able to get a... um an uber at all i've been trying quite often recently uh, on the way back from the gym i thought i'm tired i want to get a taxi home which kind of defeats the purpose but hey um and (laughs) and i haven't been able to get one at all there are probably about five or six times that i've been trying to get one and i haven't been able to get one at all that's interesting Mm. i I live in the middle of nowhere no one will come out here to pick me up (laughs) i know but uber assist a thing here um, uber assist it is in the states i think isn't it you can get it, yeah. You can get Uber Assist, mm-hmm. but isn't it what more expensive? So it's probably car, and or? probably not as readily available. Yeah, no, it's not. But what, it's, what isn't is it Uber for, Assist people, for wheelchair users? Oh, mostly. I see. Right, okay. Yeah, where you can you can say that I I need wheelchair accessible, you know, van or something like that, and they right. you can flag that. But yeah, it's it's much less common, of course, because you have to rely on the Uber workers actually having that. Uh, that vehicle, but uh, but it is something you can request. I've actually done it once when I was in Chicago. Uh, Jennifer and I went to um, actually, I think, just to meet up with some other people that we knew in Chicago, some blind people actually, and uh, one of them was in a wheelchair, and so we were able to get a, an Uber assist, and, and it was actually very nice. We, um, well, I tried it actually in Toronto, and uh, one thing, I, I, not Uber assist, but I tried. Um, what is it? The, the exec version or something? I just thought I'd try it for a laugh, yeah. see what it was like. Mm, you get the nicer vehicle. Yeah, and you get like a Uber nicer X. card Uber or something. Or Uber exec, yes. Yeah, not XL. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm a big guy, but, you know, I can get in a regular car so far. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I thought I'd go for the exec option, you know, and I'll, you know, treat myself and whatever. And the options came up, and I'd heard about this mode, but I didn't know it was a thing. It said you can mm-hmm. have silent mode in the car. And I'm like, what does that mean? So apparently it means that you can basically tell the driver to shut up. So I'm like, take that box now. So, you know, yeah. And no was, talking. And I thought this will never work. I mean, come on, I'm Scottish. I'm going to talk. And what, am I not allowed to talk? So suddenly I'm thinking, hang on, am I allowed to talk? So then I get in the car <laughs> and I said to him, um, I've turned on this thing called silent mode. And he said, no problem, sir. And he never said a word the rest of the journey. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. I feel wow. so bad. 
Well, no, I didn't, in fairness. And, you know, let yeah, me get on with my phone either. call yeah, and I could no do what conscience. I needed to do. It was kind of nice. Actually, it was kind of nice. But, yeah, there's, there's a kind of strangeness with Uber. I don't like the idea of being rated or rating people and therefore having an impact. I don't, I don't like that way of doing oh, no, things. I love London cabs for that. You just jump in and go. I, I, yeah, but if you get lost, for example, if they drop you in the wrong place, which has happened mm-hmm. to me before, mm-hmm. yep. uh, completely the wrong place, they need to know that they're not doing a good job. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Or if you know your Uber driver puts your guide dog in the trunk, or you know things like that, which has happened, um, they've been sued for over here in the states. So yeah, there there are definitely reasons that you would want to leave your Uber driver a, a bad rating. I think I think comment is one thing, but rating people, I just, I mean, it's like the idea of. I mean, what what ends up happening is you end up sitting in this car, being so pleasant to this person because you think I don't want to get out of this car, and this guy gives me a bad rating. So oh, I had a wonderful day, yeah, and I want to hear all about your love of football. <sighs> you know, good. Exactly. So they should be polite. It doesn't cost them no, no, anything. No, no, I mean me. I don't want to be polite. I want to just sit there and moan or just be miserable <laughs> yeah, for you ten minutes. You're not getting rated. They're not yeah. getting rated. No, they rate me they rate as well. You. No, they rate you. Oh, yeah, do they? They rate, they rate you yeah. when you get Lyft the car. Lyft does not do that, but Uber, they you rate them and they rate you. As I, I have been so pleasant. They rated you. I've been so pleasant to Uber drivers, and every time I get out of the car, I guarantee you I'll get like a three rating. And Maybe I know that's it's because they're seeing the effort that it's costing you. <laughs> they can feel it. They can feel that I'm trying. Feel it seething off of you. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Are you having a nice day? Um, no, I, I find it really annoying, and that's why when I was in London, just getting into the London cabs, you know, a bit of bat, a bit of bat, mm. You know, I love all that. Well, like, where are you going? Yeah, I know oh, where that is. It's down it. a 15 alleyway to the left. Right here we go. Then, <laughs> if I'm in Glasgow, I'll get a, a big, you know, the big proper taxi cabs built yeah, the for the job. Hackneys. Yeah, yeah, I love those cars. Um, I just love it. I'm in Glasgow. I love the fact we have them in Scotland as well because I know it's essentially a London thing. But I'm lo- I love they have the them in big cities. Well, in the yeah, I suppose they do. Less, less, less so, I think, in other cities now. They probably more move over to private. I've always referred places. to them as black cabs, but apparently they come in different colours sometimes as yeah, well. Yeah, they're loads of different colours. Colour of advertising as well. That, I remember when that came in, and I remember the first time I was like, I was at school. I always got taxis to take me to school, and there was always the, the Hackney cabs, and. Um, I remember one day when one turned up and it was yellow, and I was just so excited. I was like, and, uh, but, but apparently, it wasn't like it had to be sanctioned by the council. They couldn't just like paint one yellow. It came all the way from America. It maybe did from, from New York. America, America. Right, so we're going to the emails. Um, okay, so Please. who else? Uh, oh yeah, we're going to get up to date now because this is the emails coming in from just last week. We've done all the ones from the Hooray! the previous weeks. Uh, Alex writes in, dear Stephen, Robin, Tim, and Sally. Well, that worked out Yay! rather nicely. Hooray! Sean's not here, so there you go. That worked out well. I hope you're all doing well, says Alex. I'm writing in a response to your last weekend episode where you talked heavily about guide dogs. Side note: mm-hmm. I am a guide dog owner in the UK. I'm visually impaired. Uh, some uh, I have some vision, and me and Blossom, oh, I like that name, oh, um, have been together for almost five years. I've had some people here ask me the sensitive question of, do I have too much vision to even have Blossom? This is, of course, following mm-hmm. on from our chat last week. The shortest way that I answer this question is that I say we are a guide dog partnership. For mm-hmm. me, it's the word partnership that is key here. We work together as a team. The long answer is when I go out and I'm surrounded by busy roads, I find it incredibly scary. Also, when I'm in a crowded area, say London, I really struggle. So Blossom getting me through a busy train station helps me so much. My eye condition is such that more often than not, sometimes I can't tell how far something is away from me. And before I get, I get, uh, I got Blossom, I would almost get run over or bump into people to, uh, 
to the point where my mum would take out life insurance. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, for me, I have a guide dog at the end of the day, uh, and having a guide dog at the end of the day is a personal choice. A dog isn't for everyone. And yes, it can be a lot of work. I have had friends before that have strongly believed that I don't need a guide dog, but I carried on with the application anyway. Good for you. Alex, Absolutely. good for you. Uh, my life has become more open and full and more busy, all because Blossom came into my life and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm not sure what will happen in the future, but do I regret my decision to get a guide dog? Absolutely not. Uh, I hope this email has come across the wrong way. I mean this in the nice... Oh, that, no, sorry, this is the second part of the email. Um, I should uh, state here. This uh, email has not come across the, the right way. In fact, he wants it to come across the wrong way. I mean this in the nicest way, Robin. Uh, please buy a cane, just in case. Mm-hmm. Hope you're all He's well. Not going to. Thank you for an amazing not show, going to. I can feel it from here. Robin's <laughs> not going to buy a cane. I mean, seeing as I've never felt the need or the lack of one for 25 years, I'm, you know, maybe... But, I'm amazed um, how you survived this long. Mm. Honestly, exactly. I was so honestly, surprised last week that I just feel you're so lucky. But well, I, I, honestly, guys, I would so strongly advocate for a guide dog. But I'm obviously saying that with the kind of knowledge that it's not for everyone. But um, goodness me, I mean, yeah, no, I, I I can't get my head around why why it's seen as you know a, a, a kind of a must have. When you've got a dog, but you know. I mean, it's obviously we don't see that for you necessarily. Like you, it's your choice and your liberty to decide what you want for your mobility. But for the, for certainly for from my point of view, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of other people, I having had dog emergencies when they've had to go to the vet, they've puked up in the middle of somewhere, and I've had to quickly get my cane out, or you know something happens where the dog. I mean, my dog trod on glass, for example. Mm. There was no way that it could walk anywhere. And I had to get it with my cane, get in a taxi and sort of, you know, it was all that kind of stuff. It's just, there is no way that I would feel safe without some backup plan. You've got people around you though. But yeah, I know what I you're saying. I would see them and, as a backup plan. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my personal view. Yeah. If people are advocating for more tools in your toolbox, I absolutely agree. But, you know, I'm... Well, that, that is the argument, actually. Yeah, that is totally. the argument. Because totally. it's more about... Kind of it's more about, about Yeah, exactly. It's more about having the, the cane with you as the backup. I always think of that my oh, wife... so actually carry to... it with you all the time. I mean, honestly, this well, is she so has, weird. Yeah, she, I know my wife does. She takes it with her all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I used to do. I had it in my rucksack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no. a good plan. Yeah, it's a good plan. I mean, she she's not expecting... But she... He's not going to do it. My, Why would well, I? I don't want to convince him. Well, I'm not going to convince him to do anything he doesn't want to do. Right? Well, I mean, that's not what this very, is about. He's been quite lucky so far, and he does have a support system around him. He is Lord of all he surveys. So, you know, Land he has, of all he surveys. Come on. Or, <laughs> get, get it wrong. But well, I think it is but, also the people, the, the fact that your view, Robin, is that you, you can ask help. that other people are a backup for you. And also people that are just around you, you know, strangers are just people, you know, friends that you haven't met yet. So as a people. woman, I'm sorry, I don't, I, that's well, why I don't yeah. see it as a backup. Uh-huh. I, I still because because of my experience, not because I have this chip on my shoulder of like, oh, because I'm a woman, everyone's going to harass me. But unfortunately, I've had experiences where that has happened. And mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. So from, from my that's point, good, of that's view, so you could hit them point, with your cane yeah. as well. That's good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I could do. Give well, them a good and whack. It, <laughs> and in Robin's defense, and I can say this because he's not here, so we can pick on him. But, you know, why would why would Robin want to carry a cane? Because, you know, Sean, after all carries a cane and how many bushes has he been stuck in? How many fields has he been lost in? So, I mean, I don't know that Robin really has incentive here based on, you know, those types of examples in his life. 
Yeah, so that's a fair point. Um, but yep, see, there you go. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, that's a navigational issue for for Sean, though, more than a clean issue. And also, and also, is it, is it one say, with nature? Sean, I have tried to explain this. <laughs> he is one with nature. He should yes. not be using that cane without proper training. And he just no. ignores. Well, that's true. He him. really so hasn't listen. ever properly. This is my fault. I blame me because because when we were together, the first time I met Sean in person was at Texture Pro in Glasgow. Um, or texture, I think it might have been just called at the time. And I remember going there with him, it was many years ago, and um, he was just, everywhere he was going, he was on my shoulder, right? And I was just, you know, in that way, you just get like, can you not just figure this out? So I just gave him a cane. I'm like, here, figure this out. I said, here's what you do. You tap it there, you tap it there, and then you go. And he was kind of off, and he was off away, and that was it. That was his guy. That was like your, your tutelage of me with training. the Mac, Stephen. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, just yeah. press buttons. It'll figure itself out. That's, that's, that's how Stephen rolls. <laughs> that's my Mac but, journey. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, he may have had more tunnel vision then than he does now, that's probably. Yeah, would, um, yeah. He definitely has much less than he than he did. But um, yeah, no, yeah, that you're right. That was kind of a crash course. But and you do actually need proper literally. technique, don't you? You do. You, do. you need to know. Genuinely, Absolutely. you need to know how wide your arc should be. How and what all that means. Fact, yeah, exactly. And what, but the fact that you, you know you have to walk in steps, so you have to move your swish your arm at the same time as you move yep. your foot, and you have to do opposite arm to foot. So is yeah, it's, it's something like, that's I think important. Though, it's a bit like driving a car, though. I think sometimes you maybe should get a little bit of an update on your training every so often because I know my standards have slipped a lot. I was actually surprised that that wasn't required very much like you could get, you know, updated training with a guide dog. I, I yes, was surprised right. when I got my cane that, you know, years go by and they've not said, hey, why don't, don't you come in? Pass or, plus or whatever it's called. Yeah, make an appointment to come back in and get a little refresher. Yeah. You're just kind of sent out in the world and told, there you go. And my training was when I was what? Oh, I think 10. Yeah, I think me too. 10, 11. I remember I got a little bit of training when I was in, in, in secondary education, secondary school. I remember getting some, but that was oh, it, really. Oh, goodness, yeah. Me too. Nothing 15 since. I was, actually. I remember that now. And, I was and written I off at 16. It... <laughs> well, I was. Too. I mean, I was written off. I was, the, the consultants, the doctors, everyone, social work just said, right, that's you. That's your life. Enjoy. Off you go. And that was it. I was just told to get on with it. So, you they, know what else are you They gave do? me my cane training get in the school hall, up and down. <laughs> Um, can you imagine everyone looking at you? You're just like oh, literally in the school hall. Everyone's going park by to the dining room and uh, everyone's looking. And I'm just going, I'm 15. Did, did you get the silent treatment though with that? I mean, because I, I noticed I kind of expected to get some kind of kickback at school from people going, look at him, look at him. You know, I expected a bit of that from the kids, but nothing. I, got, I just, it was all silence. And I thought. I just didn't use it at school. No way. Did you not? I wasn't going to use it. No. Oh, I was, I've, I was like, I was the, they could hear me coming a mile away. <laughs> You could, honestly, I was like banging my way up the corridor, bang, 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 and then barreling, was, barreling away. Door, in I was a barreler then, and I remember we get to again. the class, the, the, not the class, but the, the VI unit door, and it was like the noisiest door on earth. This door would, <laughs> it was like the door to hell. It would swing open, and the bang that it made when it opened, there was like a catch at the other end, so it would just, and the whole door was like made of wood and metal, and it rattled as well. So you'd oh my goodness. bang this door open. And Marie tells me this. She says, I remember the days you would come into the... We'd all know it was you because you'd just hear crash. And go, Stephen's <laughs> the here. Same as me. Apparently, people knew it was me because I'd stomp. If only you'd had glasses with some sort of detection in them to find that I door. I know. Wouldn't that be mm. cool? Wouldn't that be nice? I'd still have made the noise, though. I'd still just, I, I would have got well, to the door, right? And I got you, to the yes. front of the door and I just went, Correct. push, bang. I'd have done it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, listen, Gordon writes in. Uh, he says, talking of long canes and the uh, right length. Hello again. Here's a genuine Hello. tech question for you. Low tech, admittedly. Oh. 
tech. Really. I remember that. Um, but important nonetheless, your chat <laughs> around the uh, correct length of long cane got me thinking. I was given a cane by a mobility instructor about 15 years ago and have always stuck to the same length. I just assumed it was the length I needed since it had been provided by a professional. After hearing your stories, <laughs> though, I went online and tried to find out how the length of cane is determined. And I'm more confused mm. than ever. <laughs> Apparently, the cane should well, reach my chest when held upright, which is sternum. what mine does, or it should reach my chin, or it should reach around four inches shorter than me, but there doesn't <laughs> seem to be any consensus on which of these is the best length of cane. Either mm -hmm. mine is correct for me, or it is several inches too short. Now, I don't really want to invest in a new cane, but if you can ask an actual expert, can you tell me what length of cane she would recommend? I'm assuming you're referring to my wife, Gordon. Um... I should have asked her before we did this. Um, I am between five and mm. I am between five feet nine inches and five feet ten inches tall. So I am told by someone with a measuring tape, or or so I am told. He says by someone with a measuring tape. Thank you, Gordon. Um, Marie. Yeah, I need to get Marie in. But but I was told Marie tells me it's the it's the it's the breastbone. If you feel your breastbone, like right bone, at your sternum. Apparently, yeah. that, to me for me that's too short. Well, I found that, and, and actually be. for that reason, I got a little bit higher. I actually use mine up. You know, the kind of the middle part of your chest. So just above in the ladies where your breasts would be just above them. That's where I am. Um, well, that's kind of where you're. That's it. That's where you're supposed to that's be. About what, yeah. Oh, oh that, no, I thought it was a sternum. No. Well, the what's sternum the sternum? Is... I don't know what that is. Well, Under, I, I look in like between a the boobs. Oh, no, 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 no. Higher than that. Higher than that. Oh, so yeah. it's more, it's just through, essentially it's like the top of your ribcage, really, I would say. Oh, no, no, no. See me. For me, it's higher than that. It's way above that. Is it's it? underneath my collarbone, probably about two inches below my collarbone. That's how high I have mine. Oh, yeah, that's probably closer to where it is, yeah. I mean, I went a little bit higher with mine this time. And I must say, it really made the difference to me having a longer cane. I thought, it, you know, there's that thing of maybe it's too long. I mean, in America, I know this, this, I don't understand this, but and I know we've talked about this before, Tim, but I don't get the American thing with a cane that's like, you know, <laughs> 10 times the height of you. I don't get that. But it, no, it, you know, hang on a minute, though. Who is the expert, really? Who, because we, we're talking about the experts yeah. being cited. Marie, apart from Marie, obviously. <laughs> apart from Marie. The lovely Marie. Um, who, well, is the ex the who are the experts, though? Because most of the experts, so-called experts, air quotes, um, are Mainstream cited. Mainstream news, fake news. Well, even even putting that whole hour and a half long discussion aside of sighted mobility trainers, that I would love to hear Marie talk about. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, me too. There, you're She's right, very Stephen, welcome I, when she turns up with clients. Let me tell you, they say mm. well, you're officially impaired, and then they mm. listen. You get exactly. Me. Mm -hmm. You get me. Um, no, th there is a yeah. thing over here, and I very purposefully for for many years have not uh, affiliated directly with any one of them. Not because I don't like them, not because I don't appreciate them, not because I don't support them, but I don't want that discussion of well, why do you support this instead of that, or you know. But there is a difference of opinion between the different organizations, you know, slash agencies here. Um, because like NFB will say one thing, AFB or a ACB will say something else. And I'm not going to pretend to know which is which, although I, th I think I know which which different thing they say, but I, I don't want to say it incorrectly. But one will say yes to your, like your sternum, your breastbone. Uh, one other one will say maybe even closer up to your chin, you know, a longer reach of a longer mm -hmm. cane. I've always said, based on when I originally did my training and talked with somebody uh, with my own, I'm instructor and, and actually a couple different people that I, I worked with over the years. 
that I wouldn't do anything shorter than that breastbone or the sternum and no, then, definitely not. And definitely then go not. a little taller. And that, that just depends on you and how comfortable you are. Because even when I did mine and they measured me to that spot and I worked with it, they said, now we'll, we'll go around with this. We'll work with this. If you feel that it's maybe a little too long or a little too short, but they didn't really want to go outside the realm of that by more than maybe a couple inches ish, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but there it's, are some that'll say, no, actually it should be, you know, five, six, seven, eight inches longer than that. You know, like, like we were saying up to almost your chin. And I'm sorry, I'm not having <sighs> a sighted person tell me how big, how long my cane should be. Isn't that, does that sound like I've got a chip on my shoulder? Yeah, probably. But, but, well, I, I mean, what, what I will I say know. is I'm sure they've gone to school, they've been, they've been well. trained and they're supposed exactly. to they've know. Been trained to, to do this like professionally. And it's like, you know, uh, and they work with blind people enough that they hopefully do know. Mm, yeah. Well, I put it this way. When I learned to use a cane, I think this is maybe where my um, skepticism comes from is that they actually made me, I'm left-handed, right? So are you, Stephen, aren't you? I found that yeah, out from yeah. listening to podcast See, anyway, this, is, so this is an educational listen. program exactly. <laughs> you so, know what hand i write with what hand I, what do you use your cane in left yeah see they made me use my cane in my right they I forced me that. to use my cane in my right hand what no, that's nonsense so that's why i'm quite skeptical of who's the expert here i can't imagine anybody making you do anything sally yeah, when mm, i was nine maybe okay a bit fair more, enough yeah, yeah. i was a bit more pliable okay, at the fine, age of nine yeah, i know <laughs> it's, it's difficult you were taught with white cane robin right or long cane Finding the mute, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. So 22, 23, uh, first use of the white cane. And yeah, it, it got me around. You know, I was in Torquay at the time, which is very higgledy-piggledy, old, oldie-worldie. And... Yeah, that is tricky, actually. Yeah, lots Everything of Everything ends in the letter Y. <laughs> so, um, it, but it was fine. But, I, you know, I didn't... This is going to sound awful, but I didn't like the person that I was with it. You know, people would, like you say, the silent treatment for a different reason, I guess. I don't know. But there was no social. It wasn't a positive social experience. Let me put it that way. So really um, funny, isn't it? I get such a positive social experience with a cane. It might have been me and the vibe I was giving out because I wasn't, oh, am I I this person now? You know. You You didn't enjoy the cane though, did you? Sorry? You didn't enjoy the cane, did you? In general? No. No, because of the old belly button and maybe thing. That's, but, um, and that's maybe what you were putting out there in the world and people sensed that. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Maybe, but it might have been, it might have been that people was, reacted differently towards you. And I've, by and large, had a very positive experience with a cane, but mm-hmm. it might be where I'm living. Is, but there's so many factors that you could put it down to. But I also think it's maybe a little bit of um, it's time as well, right? I mean, I was never mm-hmm. going to have a guide dog. I don't think I was ever really in that mindset. I mean, I, I know I, I, I've mentioned this a few times about having the guide dog at 19, and I don't think we've ever really gotten into the detail about that. But and, and to be honest, there's not a lot I remember other than the fact I had the dog. I just didn't feel it was it was right for me at all. I, I kind of felt in some ways the dog did the very thing the cane did to you, Robin, which was kind of label me right off the bat. That's it was the like, same. I am this person. Mm-hmm. And you and felt I thought, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I think people just got the wrong state. The, the funny thing was... That as as a kid at nineteen, I did not want to be a, a blind guy. That was not my thing. You know, that, that did not feel like yeah. part of me at all. So the idea of this dog was kind of just cramping my style a bit. Being there didn't yeah. really work. For, do you know what I mean? It just didn't work for me. So I was like, nah, this is not for me. And and even the cane. I mean, I I refused the cane for as long as I could until I did mm-hmm. that walking into that. Um, it was like construction work or something that was going on. And I walked right into this barrier. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, I would swear to you that that road was clear. 
and it and it just literally hit me in the face. Why and, is that um, wall getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Well, oh. I, didn't, I didn't even see the wall. That's the thing. I mean, I just literally walked right into something that I would swear to you wasn't there. That's and, the thing um, about partial sight, though, isn't it? It get it it doesn't. It's not blurry. Well, I mean, it, get, it probably gets to a point where it becomes blurry. But people think about it. Things just go missing. Things yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's more. It's more it, because the thing is that they say it's like a TV going out of of tune or a camera out of focus, and yeah, that can happen, and that certainly is, is sometimes a, a symptom of something. But actually, mm-hmm. the problem with that is that the brain is you know what, what a camera can't do, and what a TV can't do is essentially put another image in its place, and that's what happens when the brain starts not getting images from the eye, or at least in the way that it expects, it starts putting images in. Um, because the brain's doing the work, not the eye, in that sense. So right. you're actually seeing things that aren't necessarily there, and I've had some interesting and horrific experiences with that. Um, but the but the cane, when I fin- finally got around to using it, yeah, I hated it. For the first few years, I hated it. I hated everything yep. about it. Me too. It oh, I kept mine in my backpack during yep. the day and only would maybe possibly bring it out at night because it was darker and I had more trouble seeing. And I had it with me during the day. So, you know, I have it. I just me, felt like know. someone was walking around shining a spotlight on me everywhere I went. I just yep. thought there was this big spotlight. Oh, look at the blind guy. And mm-hmm. look at him. And everyone would look. And because I had enough vision at that point to kind of sense people looking over at me, I thought... Yeah. Why are you all looking at me? I don't like this. And then I, I don't know what it was. I don't know when uh, that changed. Maybe it was part, I think partly being around some other blind folks and like Sean and I really got together over this and just maybe having someone to talk to and kind of almost like I wanted to G him on a little bit to do it because he was nervous mm-hmm. about it. And then I thought, well, maybe if I should maybe practice what I'm preaching here. So therefore it made me do it. I don't know. But in you the end, a little bit. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it kind of worked. And, and you know, I started using it more. Moving house did it for me, actually, because I kind of thought, <laughs> it's weird. It's like new people, new environment. They don't know me from Adam, so I'm now the blind guy. Okay, now we'll just ex- I'll adopt it now. Uh, and that was when it kind of seemed to work. I'm going to dark glasses, a spotlight, it, guys. Uh, you <laughs> spotlight. Know, lights and It, it is blinkers. funny, though, isn't it? Sorry for and the I'll... helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to see how Robin, how you view this, the kind of attention that you get, because you do get attention. Stephen and I were talking about this in our in-depth interview. Um, We were talking talking about this, but you know, that the fact that blindness is a little bit like being a celebrity in some weird way, because everyone sort of knows you, or especially if you're you're in a community or whatever. How does that sit with you? Because obviously you're not somebody who, I don't know, you don't come across as, you're not shy about asking for help, but yet you didn't like the cane. So what is it that's different? Um, I'm not shy of asking for help. No, I'm definitely not shy of asking for help. And I'm I'm not introvert and I'm not extrovert. I'm just sort of comfortably in the middle. I'm happy to be with people. I'm happy to be on my own. Um, <laughs> I think that having a dog is a really positive social thing. You know, you only have to stop for two seconds and people come up and ask you about the dog you know they might be dotty about dogs in general or they might have been fundraising for guide dogs they might have children and they want them to get used to a friendly dog so that they can kind of get comfortable with dogs in general be a great icebreaker oh Mm. honestly it's like a magnet it really is oh in my Um, 20s i regretted not having a dog just because i thought maybe it would have helped me you know pick up babes you said it not me (laughs) but yes But I did have that thought later on. I was like, I still have too much vision in my personal opinion. But boy, if I had a dog, maybe maybe I could. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just yesterday I was walking along and this, I guess, teenage girl, just from guessing her voice, um, said, cool dog. 
and that you know so things like that happen all the time it's just a really really positive thing um you know it comes at a cost though it comes with responsibility and that sort of thing maybe a cane would be better for some things particularly if the dog is you know not feeling it that day i mean i've been lucky there but oh my mum and my sister's dogs really really challenging but um <laughs> so they're not all perfect by any no. means but um yeah I don't know. My, my but... wife's first dog was a nightmare. I mean, it was one of those. It, we 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 wanted the dog to sleep downstairs at first, so we put the dog in the kitchen and we came up to bed, and all you could hear all night was bang, bang, bang. And this was the dog like launching itself at the door to try and open it, <laughs> oh, and no. and then you know the dog would just they would it would take her across the road, and she would be halfway across. The dog would decide that this is exactly the moment I want to just have a little scratch. Right in the middle of a road, um, you know, it was things like that, and it was just. I mean, and actually, I'm really glad guide dog stepped in the way they did for her, and obviously, and I will say as well, a little bit of nudging from my wife as well to say this is not working for me. And mm -hmm. you know, when you've got that, you know, sometimes some. This is what I've seen last week, and I'm not against guide dogs at all. I just don't think we should hold them up as the saviors to everything. I saw a news story this morning um, on BBC. It was that morning show or something, and it was saying. So the usual kind of typical story you get about guide dogs, you know, the guide dog changed her life, made it possible for her to do, you, she wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for the, and I'm thinking, well, it's a job she was talking about, right? And I'm thinking, well, she'd have managed the job fine. The dog's just mm -hmm. helped her get to it, right? So, right. you know, you wouldn't say that about a taxi. You wouldn't say, well, you know, if it wasn't for taxis, none of us would be able to go anywhere or do anything. So, you know, I kind of... I think we bit... under... Yeah, I'm, I think we underrate or underplay the confidence aspect for some people with the dog. So that didn't happen to me. I, it, it took my confidence away. But I think for a lot of people, yeah. it gives them that the sort of the therapeutic... You know, like the, how you get therapy dogs or you get dogs for people with autism. You get... Mm. that. I think there is an element of that with some blind people that the, it gives the them the thing, confidence. I think the thing for me with the dog was... Um, it, it actually, the, the, all the things you've mentioned, Robin, around attention and that magnet thing, that put me off because me I, I cannot abide. <laughs> you want that. none of that? Well, you, I don't want people. So I don't want. I mean, the idea of sitting on a train <laughs> just at the get end an of ugly day, one. <gasps> but you know, before oh, that, oh, I, an ugly pug. Well, no, no. What, what, what I did say, I did say a to pugly. guide dogs, could you give me like a, I don't know, some sort of drool, drooling Alsatian or something, German Shepherd? You know, give me something that no one will want to come near. And my last one was an station, and man, that was the most magnetic one of all. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, he looked like a regal wolf. He was absolutely Oh, you can imagine, gorgeous. though, you, Lord of all he surveys with the, the, that's the, with thing, the big though, German the shepherd. Exactly. Like. The, the thing is that those dogs, because people see them as being probably the best trained dogs out there, and they, and they arguably are, um, you mm -hmm. know, it doesn't mean that, but it's, it's also amazing to me. Like, I remember someone in the family saying, I don't understand this. You know, the dog, when, you, you know, when, the, when the harness was off and we were in the house, and the person who was with us was like, I can't believe this dog is like running around fetching a ball and playing. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what that. do you expect well, it's them a to dog. do? It doesn't go into the corner and sort of sit there and go, hmm, I'm waiting for my next <laughs> command. <laughs> Checking its watch, <laughs> tapping its paw, you know, yeah, when, when is it my time? Uber, Uber, you know. Oh, I want right. that. Guy husband. Well, sorry, Robin, just, just to say, because I want to get through these emails um, and time, I'm afraid, is upon well, me, particularly at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. Mary writes in regarding your lack of a white cane in your life, Robin. Mm -hmm. um, oh, poor Robin. <laughs> The, the headline is finding a train door. Now, this could actually be solved by door detection. So maybe this maybe this news is old now. Um, mm. But uh, the suggestion from Mary is, Robin, this is where a cane would be really handy for you. Uh, and possibly for you too as well, Sean. Um, use your cane to slide along a train instead of your hand until you find the door. The cane will also tell the engineer and anyone else around you that you can't see. Oh, Sometimes stop you stop scratching people... my train. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does the dog not find the train door, though? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, after having said about, you know, not being able to find them there easily, he definitely knows what doors look like. So I'd have thought on most train designs, he would be able to distinguish doors from the rest My of the carriage. My find the train door. It's about a speed thing, and maybe I'm not giving yeah. him the... That's benefit true. of the doubt because they don't last. Well, we, they don't we always think we're going to miss it, don't we? Exactly. Well, I know you were, it does panic you because yeah. you're worried that the train's going to leave. But Mary's point here, I think, is some, sometimes you've got to let people know that you can't see, and the white cane does that. Maybe more so than a dog. I mean, I remember when <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I remember a good example of this. Well, I gave an example of this was my wife once asked for assistance, and it was behind someone behind a counter, and of course they couldn't see the dog. So she was kind of trying, to, she was almost kind of talking as if they would understand that she was blind. And I said, but they can't see the dog. You know, obviously with a cane, you just hold it up and go, uh, and you know, they're going to go, all right, that's how I do it. It's <laughs> my favourite is when they say, it's over there. And I go, uh, and they go, oh, uh, right. And then they come around and get me and it's all fine, you know. That's, your a, that's my Stephen Scott way of doing it. Yeah. In the air, wave them like you just I am actually care. aware of that. And so if I ever go up to a shop counter, I assume that they can't see the dog. So first of all, I'm saying, um, well, if they say, can I help you? I don't assume that it's me, even if it's quiet. So I'll put yeah. my hand on my chest and say, do you mean me? And I'll actually purposefully not look exactly where the voice came from. Oh, I do that and as that well. that makes it no doubt at all that I can't see. Yeah, or I do that. Or if, if I ask for help, or if I say, you know, um, is, is there anyone who can give me some assistance? And a voice comes from, you know, wherever it comes from behind the counter. I'll say, oh, I can't see, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I totally have to cover those bases. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. Sometimes you, it's not that you're overplaying it, but you kind of have to overplay a little bit so Just they get clear. it. Because if, if uh, there's nothing worse than I have a, a real bad habit of looking exactly where the voice is coming from. Try It's that old thing of partial sight thing, trying to see whether, what, or trying to speak to someone face to face, right? Have eye contact. But of course, I can't see they're looking at me. They could be looking at anybody. So well, that's it. Their heads move, unfortunately. They do, yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, was in, I was in Boots the other day getting something, and uh, that was the same thing. There was a big queue. And it was one of these in the local shop here. There's no queue, really. It's just a bunch of people standing around. And, um, you know, like, next. And I'm like, is it me? Silence. Guys, is it me? And eventually no. this voice says, yep, yep, it's you. Or someone. <laughs> and, and of course, what happens? Someone comes and grabs you. And then they go, yep. And then they grab oh, you and start pulling yeah. you towards the counter. I'm like, yeah, I didn't need that bit, but okay, fine. Um, so <laughs> we're on travel from David. Yeah, I do that in the queue. David writes in, I've not missed a single show. It's great. Oh. having. Thank you, David. Having a oh. guide dog, I have been relating to Sean's travels with his, um, I'm assuming we mean Kane, um, unless something Sean wants to tell. Just a couple of questions. Could you possibly do a comparison demonstration of Soundscape on Lazarillo or, or Lazarillo app and Blind Square? As I have Lazarillo mm, app yeah. and Soundscape, I would like to know if it's worth spending the money to get Blind, Blind Square also. Hmm. Um, now, did you use any of the apps on your trip to London? And did Sean take his guide dog with him? Now, David, unfortunately, uh, Sean doesn't have a guide dog. Or fortunately, depending on how he looks at it, doesn't have a guide dog. Um, but uh, David does. His guide dog owner is called Boston. Cool name. Boston mm. the dog. That's awesome. Boston the that's dog. Cool. I mean, Sean uh, does have a dog, to be fair. Like he does. Maybe yeah, that's... I think that's where we all, we all get mixed dog. up with this. Yeah, I've got two yeah. dogs now. One's a guide dog, but not mine. Um, <laughs> I just Stephen doesn't have a guide dog. I don't have a guide Sean dog. No, doesn't I've got a little have a dog. dog. Neither does Tim, but Robin does. They've both got dogs. We've all got dogs apart from... It's like, it's like a game show. That they have to pay for the food for and the vet bills. Just saying. Oh, I, don't, I hate... Well, I'm I don't. sorry. You're never going to convince me to get a guide dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. You've got to want one, that's for sure. 
Or you got yeah, to want you do. yeah, and it's got to be right for you. And and I think that's the point. And I think this is you why have this to be comfortable. This show is so important. I think in that sense mm-hmm. to actually give the voice of people from all points of view. You know, it's not just a. Dare I say this? But you know, when I was at the RNIB, there were certain things you you could say and certain things you couldn't <laughs> say, right, on the shows. And yep. when it came to guide dogs, especially guide dogs, didn't like it if you were kind. Of, you know, I didn't work for guide dogs, but they would not like it if you kind of said. I remember interviewing a woman once who she was waiting so long. Remember that whole period of time when you couldn't get mm. a guide dog for love and money. Mm, and it's still she, quite long. And, it and was well, three yeah. years for me to get one. Mm. And, and she said, and and she said, she called in one day, and we we interviewed her, and we put the interview out. And it was a, a story about how she couldn't get a guide dog. So she basically just got a rescue dog and trained it herself. And she trained it by, wait for this, she trained the dog by sort of walking it into a, walking herself into a pole, holding the dog, and she'd go, ow! And the, to the, right, see, don't do that again. And then basically go back and do it again. And then eventually the dog figured out. Did she have a harness? Yeah, she, she had a harness from the old dog. Oh, Okay. So she just wow. basically made up her own dog. And the this, dog of course, was... guide dogs were raging about this, yeah, right? They don't, like, like don't that. do that. And I've also admit, got a dog that's not, not a guide dog idea. in a guide dog harness doing non-guide doggy type things, probably. It's not ideal. But Oosh. the point I was making, the point I'm making though, is that we can we could we should be able to tell these stories because that's what's going on and it brings it out into the open. Whether it's right, wrong, you decide that. You have that option to decide. Exactly. But this show is about opening up. What I'm about is letting people have a say. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not. That's a totally different issue. And surely it's that's part of the, the story. part of what this show is to debate those issues together yeah. in a way that's constructive and helpful for people that are listening. Yeah, I yep. think so. Uh, anyway, um, did we use the apps? Uh, well, we to be honest, we kind of had a lucky ride with that one. We had a sighted person with us who did all the work. Oh, they didn't have to do so, it. So no, we didn't do much. <laughs> we, we wanted to do some stuff with it, to be honest, but we, we didn't really get much of a a chance it was a bit of a flying visit to london that day um another david writes in though hi folks big fan of the show just a quick email in relation to audio description i would love to have some awards for audio description to help raise awareness and promote all the good work that people do that's a great idea Um, they've started that with the academy awards actually just this year i believe um don't quote me on the specifics of it but i do believe was it, I think it was this year they did start to provide certain awards. I might well, be wrong, time. but I, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Well, that's I brilliant. can confirm that and, and get that back. You do forget the, sometimes people. there's a lot of awards. It's like the Grammys as well. I think there's, oh, there's like so loads of awards you don't even... Because yeah. the TV shows just cut it to, the I guess, the main stars and the main celebrities, right? Yeah, there's been a big, big push, at least I know over here, by a lot of different organizations. And even the companies who provide the audio description, because there are so many different companies mm. that, that do provide it. The narrators, the writers of the description, all of the the, you know, the production that goes into it. There's been a huge push this last couple of years to get that more, uh, not just mainstreamed, of course, but to be something that they can be honored by or awarded by at an awards type show because that at least in a even in some small way even if it is just minor can bring some sort of an awareness plus can reward these people for for the work that they do i mean there are some that aren't maybe great but for the most part i don't know about you guys but the most part anytime i listen to something with ad it's so good it well, vastly it enriches our experience exactly it, it makes it really possible. really does to enjoy. i, I feel the complete opposite i'm so I know sorry go for it no i think i've said this before it's like being thrown the crumbs. And I know that sounds really ungrateful because they are giving us access to something that we wouldn't otherwise have access to. But I think it's a fundamental issue with what they can tell you in the time provided mm. and the, yeah. the, the 
the gap in the experience still, so what I think, is really... would your alternative be? Sorry? What would your alternative be? Yeah, what no, should they do instead? St- spoken word, <laughs> radio, Oh, podcasts, so you, yeah, you just, you'd rather just not have the TV yeah. experience. You have to re- remember loads the, the of point of view he's coming from because he doesn't watch TV. No. But actually, but you're not alone. I know you're not alone in this, Robin, because lots of people no. I, I meet tell me this, and it's more so than, than not. I, my only thing is with it, I... I don't really mind where people sit on the issue, but I think when it comes to campaigns like RNIB, you've got this uh, audio description campaign we talked about on Monday, uh, and and they're they're encouraging more broadcasters to make the content available mm-hmm. on demand. And I'm like, do you know what? Sign the petition, even if you know, go, even if you don't care about audio description, <laughs> sign the I petition because there's so few of us. Because I know that lots of people do care. Others. Well, yeah. that's right. Well, there's that, but also our voices are, let's be honest, they're limited, right? There's not a huge amount of us who are going to be well, out there shouting up and down about this. So we need I would, to we rather need have... Go ahead, Sally. No, no, you too. I was just going to say, I'd rather have something than absolutely nothing. I remember yeah. several years ago talking to someone online uh, that was saying, oh, well, I don't like any audio description. I watch TV. I watch movies. So this isn't a person like you, Robin, who would just prefer to listen to you know audio dramas or something like that. This is a person who did watch movies, did watch TV, mm-hmm. and just said, I can figure out what's going on without oh, the description. I don't need them to do that. And I'm like, you go, because this was about the time that Daredevil was getting its audio description from Netflix in that original run. And mm-hmm. I said, you go watch one of those fight scenes in that TV go series. Go watch The Matrix. See <laughs> yeah, how that right. goes without audio description. Exactly. <laughs> that was my point. Like, you go watch, watch one of those fight scenes or one of those, you know, shoot em up scenes or, or anything like that where there's <laughs> no words for five minutes, ten minutes, and there's action going on. You seriously can tell me what's absolutely happening during that time? No, you can't. Go watch and I would rather place. have their best effort exactly, at telling any... me than nothing. Totally. Yeah. Having said that, though, radio dramas aren't my thing either. And I'll tell you why, because they're all just in a studio talking to Mike with a script. So Mm. however good actors they are, they're not doing it. They're not, you know, moving with the action and stuff like that. So you can always tell. So I don't actually do... I'm Audio really conscious either. of time, guys. I'm sorry, we're going to sorry. move on. But I just, I, I just quickly add to that. Um, just if you want to hear an interesting, uh, very interesting drama, uh, radio drama. It's not. I don't know if you call it a radio, but it's audio drama, I guess. Um, there's one I've been listening to called "The Prick and the Sting," and you need to excuse watch, me. Or you, well, yeah, you you might get the wrong impression from that, but trust me, if you listen to it, and I will say it's got some very choice words in it, Robin. So you might not like it, but for the rest of us, it might be quite good. Um, it's very adult. <laughs> Is that a story sure. about a dog that stepped on a bee? Um, it's, let's just say there's there's birds involved and there's uh, well, I'm not going to get into the detail of it because it's very interesting. I will mm. say it's it's one of those it's built it's been built for blind people, so they say it's a project yeah. that was done to try and create some audio drama and really use that whole spatial audio experience. So mm. you really need to have the headphones on. We're going to do an interview with the the guy uh, behind it. Actually, we're going to get him on um, after we come back in June, but um, that's going to be pretty cool actually uh, just a quick mention from negative julian who says um i must really get a hobby possibly even a life um i'm emailing this time simply with a reading recommendation you'll like you'll like this robin in the weekend edition robin was saying that how he loved podcasts about psychology and what makes us humans tick i'm sure you'll be the same sal um mm-hmm. by pure chance i am currently part way through an audiobook that you might find fascinating it's called the invisible gorilla i'm reading and, that oh there you go wow. i had a feeling you might have read this at uh, the this invisible gorilla the- um, let me finish it. The Invisible sorry. Gorilla and Other Ways Our Intuitions Deceive Us by Christopher mm-hmm. Shabri. I'm guessing that's how mm-hmm. you say it. It's available from the RNIB Library, and if he's not already read it, he will love it. This is about the basketball game experiment and stuff. Yeah, there's loads yeah, that's of... that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love all that stuff. It's on my reading list. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's actually yeah, a really good book. I have book. it flagged. Really so good it's book. called The Invisible Gorilla and Other Ways Our Intuitions 
deceive us. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Uh, by the way, Stephen, what happened with the solo audiobook player that you purchased? I admit to being confused as to why a man self-confessed as being as impatient to listen to audiobooks would buy a book player. Was it just the mm-hmm. desperate need to spend money? I know the NHS is very busy, but you might still be able to get therapy for your compulsion. After all, you're <laughs> clearly pretty far gone. Well, when um, I'm trained, I'll be able to give it to you. Another year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, solo yes. book, I, I kind of, I, well, actually, I, I didn't buy it for me. I bought it for Marie. Um, so, because she was wanting to, to have a go with one of these things. And it does sound pretty cool. I like the size of it. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'm disclaimer, sure I'll give I can't feet. give therapy to my friends. Sorry, carry on. Can you not? <laughs> No, you can't. I think? I think it's against the code of ethics. As far as I'm aware, you can't give therapy cares about to your that. friends. Anyway, <laughs> Jerry emails in. Hi, I think your show is fantastic. And I've now played every episode from episode one, having uh, raced through all of them in a month or so as well. So thank you very much indeed for your show. One of my major problems is writing things down on paper for reports, etc. And I was thinking of buying a mini printer, which I could carry with me in pocket and print from my iPhone. Do you have a recommended printer that I could use for this purpose? Perhaps you might even run a little item when you're sure about it. Hmm. Terrific show, and I really envy your confidence and how you get on with that attitude. Um, well, I don't know, but I think we'll put that out to the audience, guys, because yeah, I, I know I of don't portable know photo printers. I know that there's many of those that you can actually, you know, Bluetooth it or in right or Wi-Fi to right to a, a mini printer that's like a little pocket printer, and it can print small, you know, photos. But for paper, hmm. I don't, I don't Interesting. know. Uh, finally, from Peter, he says, Hi, team. Like others have said, I'm also really liking that you're including personal stories and experiences on the podcast, even if it's I'm a tech show honest. Oh, hang on. That's the other show. Um, <laughs> I was wondering. And, and this one. Yeah, yeah. And this one as well. I was wondering if in a future show, the team could discuss more of which navigation apps you all use. This is becoming a common thread. Yeah. Um, I yep. know BlindSquare and Soundscape have been touched on, but wondered if any of you have experience and thoughts on the others. Move it, Lazarillo, Good Maps, or any others. Also, recently, both both Sean and Stephen mentioned smart plugs to help turn things off, to help with energy cost increases. Could a demo be done on which devices and apps you use? I've dabbled in the past with smart plugs, only to find out which ones are not accessible. I imagine other UK listeners would be interested in this too. And lastly, we all crank our speech rates up on JAWS, voiceover, etc., which is normal to us. I'm curious, do any of you find that when people talk in real life, it's too slow and you quietly wish people could just talk quicker so you could be more productive? Oh, and all emojis in this email are just for Sean Priest, who we know love them so much. Uh, (laughs) That is it for our show today. We are out of time, but we will be back again. Uh, in a week's time with a very special edition of the Weekend Edition. Just one episode next Saturday. That is me talking to Sally Clay or Sally Clay talking to me. It's a one way round or another. But yes, we will be having lots of conversation and chat. Uh, She wants to find out all about me. So yeah. Mm. Well, uh, we shall hear all about that next week. And of course, then we'll be taking a bit of a break. But we are here all next week. So do check out the podcast. Remember, blindguytalkstech.com. And if you want to get involved with the show and send in your feedback, here's how to do it. Catch you next time, guys. guys. Bye. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.